FOMC minutes were as hawkish as expected yesterday. The market reaction was moody but not bloody. Nasdaq futures are even up this morning at the time I'm talking here, boosted by a nearly 9% jump in Nvidia shares in the after hours trading. So welcome, this is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. Hawkish were the minutes from the latest FOMC meeting released yesterday. They confirmed that the Fed officials are indeed not lying when they say that they will continue hiking the interest rates in the US to tame inflation toward their 2% inflation target. And the minutes show that they reckon it will take some time. How much time? Well, we don't know that. Even they don't know that. But we know that the job of taming inflation is not done just yet. And the next meeting's 25 base points increase in the race won't be the last one. That at least we know. We also know that most Fed officials remain favorable for small rate increases for longer. But some also think that a 50 basis point hike would be appropriate. So the odds for a 50 basis point hike for the March FOMC meeting now climb to 24%. But more importantly than that, odds for a peak Fed rate went from 4.90% at the start of this year to around 5.36% yesterday after the release of the latest FOMC minutes. And there is no more expectation of a rate cut before the year end, of course, which was anyway a bit out of context to me. Of course, the latest minutes came as no surprise yesterday. Investors had already cut their dovish positioning before the minutes the day before, to be exact with you. So the market reaction to the FOMC minutes wasn't bloody, really. Both the 2 and the 10-year US yields bounced lower from early week highs. And a part of uh, this market reaction was perhaps explained by the rising tensions between the US and China, after China said that their relation with Russia is rock solid. The S&P 500 erased another 0.16% yesterday and came to flirt with the 50-day moving average to the downside. The next important support range here to watch is the 39.25, 39.40 band, which includes a 200-day moving average and the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement that should distinguish between the actual positive trend in the S&P 500 and a medium-term bearish reversal. And Nasdaq 100 stocks, on the other hand, tipped a toe into the bearish consolidation zone at yesterday's trading session, but many to close yesterday's session above this level. US equity futures are even in the positive at the time. I'm talking here this morning with Nasdaq futures leading gains because why? Well, the index is boosted by an almost 9% jump in Nvidia shares in the after hours trading after the company announced soft but still better than expected quarterly results yesterday. The gaming revenue, for example, collapsed by nearly 50% last quarter, but the data center revenue increased around 11%. And that segment includes the AI chips. And the company CEO said the thing that investors wanted to hear. He said that AI is at an inflection point, setting up for broad adoption reaching into every industry, and that they are seeing accelerated interest in the versatility and capabilities of generated AI from startups to 
big companies. Bingo. And even if JP Morgan banned ChatGPT at its offices uh, as a part of standard procedure, apparently, the AI is certainly here to stay and NVIDIA is here to serve on that way. So the answer to my yesterday's question of whether uh, investors would forgive NVIDIA for the soft quarterly results appears to be yes they probably will. But the outlook for the rest of the stock market doesn't look as brilliant as it looks for Nvidia, nor as it did at the start of this year. So we are asking, what changed? Well, the market's focus changed. That's what changed. At the start of this year, investors were expecting the US to enter recession. So that's an important point. That brought forward the idea that the Fed would not only stop hiking the interest rates, but would cut the rates at some point before the end of this year. And note that this is a scenario that I never ever bought. And in all cases, a recession odds or recession itself is not necessarily a good foundation for a strong stock rally. What, however, made stock investors so excited, besides the recession and the Fed rate cuts, was the stronger-than-expected economic data, which hinted that, despite the Federal Reserve tightening, the U.S. economy remained resilient and strong and may not enter recession after all. Now, that's obviously positive for the stock valuations, but there is a catch, and it's called too high inflation because as long as inflation in the US remains at levels well above the Fed's 2% policy target, well, the Federal Reserve will continue hiking the interest rates. They don't have a limit on the upside. They could hike as much as needed to bring the price pressure to levels that they want them to be. And if it requires a recession in the US, well, they already said that they are ready to take the bet. And as a result, well, last week's disappointment regarding the latest inflation figures combined to mostly strong economic data from the US, including blowout jobs numbers and blowout retail sales data now call for a higher raise from the Fed. Maybe a recession, but no cut at all as long as inflation doesn't slow. So that is what the Fed members think could take time for inflation to come down. And while it happens, while the yields will head higher and equity valuations will head lower. And as long as inflation remains high, well, the stocks will continue to suffer. And even Nestle's Mark Schneider said it, the inflation peak is certainly over or behind us, but the prices will continue rising. So what do we wish for at today's US GDP update? Well, the US GDP is expected to have expanded by 2.9% in the fourth quarter, which is a fairly strong number for an economy which was supposed to enter recession. Now, a read above expectations will certainly boost the Federal Reserve hawks on the idea that the U.S. economy is resilient enough to withstand more Fed hikes and could come as bad news, obviously, for stock traders, stock investors, even though a strong economy is fundamentally good news per se. So we will see if equity bulls have enough strength left to get back on their feet in case of a strong G. GDP reach today from the US. Uh, a number below expectations, on the other hand, could well ease the hawkish Federal Reserve tensions, but the days where bad news was good news are now gone. At this point, we can't really bet that a soft growth data from the US would soften the Federal Reserve's hand. Only soft inflation could do that. So 
With all these Federal Reserve hawks flying in the air, the US dollar is gaining some more strength. Although the rebound looks contained, while the US dollar index is now above the minor 23.6% Fibonacci retracement level on the end of September to the beginning of February sell-off, the euro dollar briefly stepped below the 106 mark yesterday, then rebounded. The eurozone's January inflation figures are out this morning and the expectation is that inflation in Europe eased to around eight and a half percent level last month thanks to softer energy prices globally and a stronger euro. Now a higher than expected read could actually revive the European Central Bank hawks but the ECB hawks are unfortunately powerless when the Fed hawks are flying in the skies therefore the euro dollar is somehow set to extend losses faced with the stronger Fed high expectations. Now one good piece of of news for the euro area is that the Europeans have actually successfully lowered their gas demand since last summer. They actually managed to consume 19% below the five-year average and Finland even halved its consumption. That's huge. Uh, part of it was the uh, strong willpower from the Europeans to show Russia that the continent could actually survive without their gas, but a part of it was due to a lucky mild winter. Now, weather experts expect some cold days ahead of us, but at this point in time, Europe likely has enough reserves to avoid an energy shortage later down the road this year. And as a result, the European nat gas prices remain under a selling pressure, which is certainly one of the reasons why crude oil itself remains under a decent selling pressure as well. Now, the barrel of American crude sank below the $75 per barrel level yesterday, as the latest API data showed an almost 10 million barrel increase in the U.S. oil inventories last week. That's huge. Now, the more official EIA data is due today, but it will hardly warm the oil bull's heart. Maybe the cold weather that hits the U.S. right now can. We will see that. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading